Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kyle Savage, and with me, as always, is whoa, 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 what? Excuse me, Mr. TJ Smith is not here. Instead, we have a guest co-host, my good buddy, Mr. Joe Cutler. Hey, I said everybody. that like you're not anybody else's buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, Very that possessive felt, of you. That felt rude and possessive. I mean, yeah. To be to be honest, listening to you, I was like, it could be any of us. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why I was like, oh me. Okay. And yes. we have our Hello. beautiful producer Josh Olson. Hey guys. Hey Joe, who's also my good buddy. But guys, shut up. We have a guest. Hush. Shh. Okay. We have a guest. <laughs> guys, we have Zach Jordan on this week. Hey yo. How's it going? Woo! going good long time listener first time caller glad to be here heck yeah i was gonna ask who the <laughs> heck are you <laughs> i am josh's cousin a uh, lifelong friend of him and uh <laughs> that's good i'm not lifelong friends with my cousin so you know that's actually quite a feat oh man it is and, and to give a little like background i guess on zach is i didn't have many musical allies when i started getting into my own music in high school and stuff like that no one was listening to the stuff i was listening to uh except zach was one of the few people in my life that i was like oh hey i could talk about prada and under oath with and whatnot so we go way back with Wait, 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 obviously live uh, and do you life mean the devil wears prada the band because you just said prada uh, like the fashion line. We guys, talked about I just the imagine you guys talking about fashion and metal. We, yeah, it actually, we discovered the band through the fashion line. <laughs> we were trying to find purses and then this right. band popped up. And we're like, this is odd. Let's check it out. I was just so trying funny. to find the movie. That's what the yeah. hell I found. Uh, that's too funny. Well, Zach, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate being here. Guys, we're doing like, a, this is a... You know, this is going to be just like our Southern Metal episode, right? Woo! Like, oh yeah, we're we're you know we're we're some big Southern Metal fans here. Yeah, this week we are talking about, of course, uh, Del Sur, the greatest <laughs> Maylene cover band. I knew in it was Texas. inevitably <laughs> going to be about Del Sur. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not talking about Del Sur. I mean, we are. Trust me, we're going to go off on a. Big old Delser tangent. Uh, but uh, what are we talking about this week, guys? Well, Zach brought us the album, I guess, self-titled, Mailing and the Sons of Disaster by Mailing and the Sons of Disaster. Heck yeah. Yes. And we're all looking at a picture Dude. of them right now, right? Yes, yes. this is Not definitely. Us, for sure. <laughs> Look at these little babies. This will translate. I love really it. Well. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> so okay, for context for anyone that doesn't know, um, I mean, I feel like if anyone's listened to any of our show, they will probably know. But for people that don't, right around what 2011 is when we started. 2010, 2011. Yeah, Josh, Joe, and I were in a southern metal band called Del Sur. It was a band that Josh started, and I was originally the guitarist for the band, and then right. uh, found some other guys and found a guitarist that was way better than me, and I was like, I want to play drums. And so uh, I moved on to to play drums, and, and Joe was always like, I want to be in a band, and 
So we, uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe's like, I, I want to sing for the band. We're like, cool. Have you ever sung before? He's like, no. We're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Go for it, man. Perfect. Well, and then the same thing, like David, <laughs> our bassist. Like, sure, why not? <laughs> David was a drummer and he was like, I always wanted to play bass. And so we all just kind of like shifted around except for Caleb Rains, who was just a ridiculous guitarist. He yeah. was where he needed to be. He, he just devoted his life to playing sweet licks and he yeah. was like that's the only thing i know to do if you're being honest you know in a southern metal band the only thing that needs to be there is consistent guitar everything else you can piece together <laughs> that's very jagum right i was really bad i was a really bad drummer but we were you know, all pretty bad hey except for kate <laughs> exactly People we were all really got bad into it for but, some reason but we ended up and then we tricked uh Kellen McGregor from Memphis Mayfire to produce our, our EP <laughs> and make us sound yes. a thousand times better than we actually did. And he would lovingly refer to us as a Maylene cover band, which oh, is why 100%. it's pretty 100%. perfect that hey, all I don't three of remember Maylene having stage lights that lit up when you stood on. Yeah, them. dude, so... our stomp boxes. Yeah, we stole that from someone else. I can't remember. Who. Dude, it was some YouTube video, and we were like, "Dude, you just get a doorbell switch, right? You can do it." I well, think the first I time did, we did that in my drum, in my drums, I just took like oh, yeah. work lights and just ducked. I took the bottom Christmas of the toms tree off a Christmas tree light switcher just had flood lamps inside my drums. They sounded like shit, but it didn't matter at all. The venues <laughs> Dude, we were playing, sweet, though, it looked yeah. really cool. And you got just the attack on those toms, which was all you needed. And so I'd hit it with my foot. And it would like light up, man. That was that was. So, we used to be so cool. What happened? Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, who knows, man? Who knows? Just got tired. Uh, Josh, before you got on, uh, the three of us were on. We were talking, and Zach, you know, uh, is a tried and true Dell Sur fan. Oh yeah. And he was so excited. And you know, I I qualified it as the few, the proud, the half dozen. He's part of a very elite group. Yeah, the few, the proud, and Caleb's mom. That's essentially what it was. Mama Reigns was always there. Even if there was like five people, she was like, I just don't know why you guys got to scream so much. But you guys are doing, I just think it's so cool. Yeah, man. Okay, so all of this to say, we flipping love Maylene, right? Yeah. We made a band because of how much we love Maylene. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, I want to get into so should we should we jump over to research like who is Maylene first and then we can kind of uh we can probably dip we'll inexplicably dip back into some Delser tangents, but Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like we need to we didn't do our whole backstory on Zach like what qualifies you to That's be on true. The show, yeah, Zach. yeah, Zach, let's talk about you for a little bit. Let's let's, you know, sorry, we this Josh is, is late today, uh, <laughs> so me, Zach, and Joe have already just been hanging out, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, we know uh, his parenting strategy at sporting events with his children. <laughs> uh, we know which of his kids recently saw Jurassic Park. Josh, we arguably are closer than you guys are at this point. It might yeah, be. Dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Zach, so, you know, whenever we have guests on, uh, I do like to ask, what is your experience growing up with, like, Christian music from the 90s and 2000s? Yeah, so um, I grew up, I would say, uh, kind of raised in the Baptist style. 
Um, so what that meant, uh, my radio was allowed to play was either the local country station or 94.9 KLTY. That was really it. Um, my dad didn't grow up in that same viewpoint, but adopted it. And um, he still kept some of his old records of Red Hot Chili Peppers, ACDC, um, yeah. David Bowie. And so anytime my mom wasn't in the car, we were listening to those. And so then Josh enters, you know, trying to get other people to like his music. And he's like, <laughs> Zach, you got to try these other bands. And I'm like, I have, I, my mom can't tell me no to these bands. They're Christian. <laughs> Josh, so. were you the bad cousin? Were you the bad influence cousin? Yeah. I mean, I guess yes and no, but his dad was like, I remember we listened to TFK and, and your, and your dad was like, yeah, I like this song. It's good. Like, <laughs> he, he he, my it, dad, does. my dad was all about thousand foot crutch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. But, but yeah, so I grew up listening to that. And of course, um, you know, being the counterculture self that I am, <laughs> I had to adopt the, uh, Devil Wears Prada, Norma Jean, um, under Oath is probably my, my favorite, and, and uh, Matt's side was, was right there. The moment I heard that uh, Under Oath's, their, their first singer came out with a new new band, I was like, I'm about it. <laughs> Let's try it out. We yeah. Josh and I saw them at a concert out in West Texas, and they, they put on a killer show, and right then and there, they had a, they had a fan. <laughs> we immediately went back to their table, and I bought a CD, and you bought a vinyl, and we got Dallas. and uh, I got them to sign the, the vinyl. Time. Oh, Matt I didn't Clark get that. I should have nice. grabbed that to yeah. show you guys. You can bring oh, it next cool. week. Yeah, it's, 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 it's we bought two. We didn't buy the first record, so that's why we can't talk about it this episode. Oh, sorry, uh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, which album was uh, your introduction to Maylene? Was it was it two or was it one? Uh, for me, what introduced us to Maylene? We were at a concert, uh, a festival, and we just looked up the band, saw who they were. It was Dallas Taylor, and we listened to it. And so that whatever they played i think one and two were out that was it um they had just released two i believe so i i couldn't tell you what they played but i was like i'm about it i'm in and when three and four came out i, I bought them the day they came out i have this i went into best buy and got them <laughs> heck yeah dude that's so good so who is maylene and the sons of disaster Let me tell you. it's a great band name by the way it's yeah. so long though. Every time you have I to know. say like, every time I have to explain like, oh, this band Mailing in the sense of disaster, like right. it's a long name to say, but it's a good name. But you know, I was I operated under Kylan Savage and a few good men for years, so like I can't. After you were the truth about movie stars, which is right? I've I've always <laughs> no. dug long band names. I'm here for it. Oh yeah, like it uh, it bummed me out when Fear Before the March of Flames changed their name to Fear Before. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, why? Why? Like, st- but I get, I mean, I get it, but, you know. Anyway, all right. Who the heck is Maylene in the <laughs> so, Sons of Disaster? <laughs> Maylene in the Sons of Disaster, as Zach already alluded to, is the new band of, at the time, recently kicked out? Ex- he was kicked singer out? Of Ooh, I didn't know he was yeah, kicked out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they kicked him out. Yeah, they kicked him out and then got Spencer. I think they discuss it on one of the labeled podcasts as it was uh, the classic musical differences. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. So probably like some band drama there, but that's, it's like, I would always read it on Wikipedia 
growing up and then like the story would always change so i'm like right, who, who can really know yeah what all happened but yeah he did get kicked out and then but i mean very quickly later got a band signed together and signed and put out a record um they're from birmingham alabama very much of the south and mm-hmm. all about it as everyone knows their career was from 2004 to i think 2015 and then where dallas got into a pretty bad four-wheeling accident uh, but yeah. he's recently got a new band together and they're back. They played Furnace Fest last year and they're touring or they're not touring. They're playing shows here and there and stuff like that, but trying to, I guess, get it back together again, which is cool. Uh, well, the members are Dallas Taylor, obviously from Under Oath, is on vocals. He's been in the band the whole time. Joshua Cornett and Col- Columbus Column are on guitar. Uh, Roman Haviland is on bass and Brandon Turner is on drums. I always thought the members of Maylene were like a pretty revolving door, like almost like a Josh Goggin chariot situation. Right. But in in researching this, all the members of the band on this record also made two, but on two they got a third guitarist. But everyone uh, on this record is they're the same members for one and two. Okay. Cool. But then by the time three came out, it was only Dallas and Roman that were in in the band, and then by the time four came out. There's only Dallas from this record is on four. Oh wow, so, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So interesting. It, you can kind of see the trajectory as things kind of start to decline, but yeah. we can talk about that on later episodes when more <laughs> Maylene. Maylene, their first record was released October fifth, uh, two thousand five. So it turns eighteen this year. Their wow. debut record on Mono versus Stereo, which is an imprint of Goatee Records, which has Reliant K, Deus Vale, The Showdown, Chasing Victory, other Tooth and Nail esque bands. Yeah, like Tooth and Nail adjacent. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, it was produced by Jason Elgin, who produced the first three Maylene records, not four. Which is my, I'm like, not four, which you can tell is kind of not great. Hey, man, um, <laughs> some people like four. Hey, man. <laughs> there are some songs on four that are okay. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, it's funny, for his credits, he's produced other bands like uh, Wayne, Haste, and I Am Terrified, but he doesn't have a ton that he's like, that I can find that he's done, other than the three main lean records, which sound great, so I don't know why he doesn't have some bigger records out there. And then... This record didn't really chart, and some Spotify stats. <laughs> it is it has one of their most popular songs of "Caution, Dangerous Curves Ahead," according to Spotify streams, and then a couple other semi-popular ones. But I would say I think two, I think three is like their most popular three, record. Yeah, on three is Spotify. their most like pop record. Yeah, that's all I got. Interesting. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious, Joe. What was your introduction? to to Maylene was it this record or was it two or three? Oh, i will say with like okay so dallas taylor's four-wheel accident he got messed up super bad like he lost mm-hmm. an eye and he had a he had an ipad i'm pretty positive he blew out one of his ears too but yeah. i'm just saying for any guy to get an eye patch of course it has to be the lead singer of a southern metal band. Right. Where like he, goes, already, it's he already, like, already oh, has no. like a <laughs> forehead tattoo. Exactly. So it really works it's like it. it's like, oh, ooh, he's got an eye patch now, dude. I wish I had one eye. <laughs> like, it's like Living that the one, American it's dream. Where you're like you're like, oh no. And then you're like, dude, badass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> weirdly makes the most sense yeah it's like of course he has an eye patch now right 
Well, my my introduction into it was uh their second album. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't I think when I saw them, it was it was okay, so it was a basement show. It was with my first time seeing it was in a basement show. Um, I think that place capped out at like two hundred people. It was <laughs> mailing Emery Mayday Parade. Weird. <laughs> and uh, oh, I can't remember who opened. But anyways, those were the three. And what's great is that show is very memorable to me because it was a bro weekend because it was that show. And then the next day was Bless the Fall, I Wrestle a Bear Once, Enter Shikari, and August Burns Red. And wow. so, like, I think my car got broken into that day as well, like, after the show. But what was great about Maylene is literally they're just like, we're setting up the the – the stage and it's like let's bring in this like old like what's it called uh you wrap hose around it uh big old big old thing and then they just threw a bunch of like nets on it and like camouflage and you're like this is gonna be straight up southern for (laughs) sure in the middle of just nebraska it was great and i was like all right i'm here for it i'm here for it I love that's that. That's what made me a true fan to it. But yeah. then I got into I got into album one, and that, that was probably by far one of their rawest albums. Mm-hmm. Where sure. like we have something to prove, and it's very like. Mm-hmm. But you said you said you saw them first before you listened to them. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that's a running theme that we're gonna notice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah, I'm I think Emery headlined. <laughs> Emery headlined on that. Oh, cool. And that was like on their tour for I'm Only a Man, which people like actually don't like yeah, for some well, reason. I've heard so many people. Anyways, this is an Emory podcast. So um <laughs> Hey, we're we are some I'm only a man apologists for sure. Good. For sure. Good. Um, just for the I'm record. Glad, I'm yeah. glad to be a part of that. Yeah. I've only known one other person. Everyone else is like, the album's terrible. And I'm like, ah, dude, yeah. I love that. I love that record. But we'll we'll talk about that a different time. So <laughs> Okay, I first listened to this record. I was first introduced to Maylene in high school, and it was right around the time I was getting into just heavier music in general. Uh, you know, I had been listening to like Under Oath and that kind of like m- a little more like polished, like screamo essentially. And I loved uh, the changing of the times. And a friend told me. Hey, did you know that the original lead singer of Under Oath has this other band? They're Southern Metal. And I was really intrigued. I was like, what is Southern Metal? They're like, just (laughs) listen to this. It'll make sense. And I have to tell you, when I first listened to this, I hated it. I hated it with a fiery, hot passion. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is this, like, redneck metal? (laughs) Like, what... You were in this. Arkansas. It should have made sense to you. The, yeah, but the thing is, like, okay, I used to hate country music too. Like, I've come like 180 <laughs> on all of this stuff because, like, the way I was raised, it, it was like it was my little bit of rebellion of like, okay, I'm a little bit insecure about like being raised white trash. And it's like, <laughs> no, I love Catcher in the Rye and Audrey Hepburn and like, so, you know, screw this like white trash redneck thing. And I was like, this sucks. I hate this. 
And then you became roommates with me and in college. Then cut to, yeah, cut to a few years later. <laughs> and I'm roommates with Josh. And he's like, hey, I want to start a Southern metal band. And I was like, well, okay. And by this point, I think two and, and even three had come out at this point. Yes. But I got like super into two, into their second record. And then I went back and listened to this, and I freaking love this record, dude. It's so good. This is like people called us a mailing cover band for a very good reason because, like, <laughs> we did this whole, like, raw, dirty, like, southern thing. But I then, like, fully embraced my roots and i was like fuck yeah southern metal dude i was like all about it but i think i actually saw maylene in arkansas around that time as well i cannot remember but i'm pretty sure i saw them at the music hall they put on a great show oh yeah as much as i like detested the southern part i just loved metal so much that I was willing to like put up with the camo. But I was also picked on in high school by like a bunch of like redneck kids who like wore camo and you know like always had skull around. So <laughs> I, I've 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 come well not full circle, I've come half circle. I have like completely switched my views on Maylene. And I'm so excited to like dig into this record again. I think it's gonna be like pretty rough i think two is their best two is like the perfect balance of like the kind of rough like rough and tumble diy southern kind of thing with like some decent production i think this one's gonna be like i think i'm gonna have some problems in spots uh it's gonna be a, a little rough but uh i guess i'm essentially declaring that i think it's gonna be a bop that's what it sounds like (laughs) so i guess we're getting to that point of the show so (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's gonna be a bop uh so what do you guys think is it gonna be a flop or a bop what was the last time you listened to this record kylan last year all right uh no no no. actually actually last (laughs) week last week uh, I didn't listen to all of it, but uh, I got to say, so so my daughter has been, uh, right. we've been playing this game called Mosh Pit, and oh, yeah. she loves it. I will put on any sort of metal, and when she hears people screaming, she's like, oh, it's Mosh Pit, and she'll run to run, she'll start at one side of the room, and she'll run into me. She'll be like, Mosh Pit, and we just like <laughs> pretend to Mosh Pit, and it's like, it's so good. <laughs> And so I've been playing like He Is Legend and a lot of Maylene. And uh, yeah, so my daughter likes this record too. And I think it I think it holds up. That's where I'm at. What about you guys? I mean, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna bop this. I think about fifty percent of this album I uh, actually still listen to. I, I have a playlist called Hard Groove and that's just <laughs> in ingrained in me. So I'm like this. This gets me jammed. I'm going to vacuum hardcore in my house <laughs> and just jam this, just that playlist. And literally, it like Lady at the Gate. I mean, Caution Dangerous Curves Ahead is a freaking banger. But yes, 100% banger. I think. I'm going to put it right there. Granted, 
I haven't listened to the album in its entirety in probably, let's see, what year is it? 2023. So probably 2019, I would say. A couple years? In its okay. entirety. I've listened to the tracks, not the entire thing in a while. So that's because I'm on a hard chariot kick right now. So <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't get off of it. There you go. All right, Zach. What is, what is your prediction on this record Ooh. that you brought us that you want to talk this about? This record that I brought on. Uh, big flop, big flop. Um, no, it is. <laughs> that has been done before. Someone has brought us a record that they flopped or thought was no. going to be a flop. I, uh, I, I really think this is going to be a bop, but I will say, um, Josh, you told me to do my best and not listen to this album ever since we planned it. And it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a, uh, a number of months, around five or six months, and this is probably the longest I've ever gone <laughs> since becoming a Maylene fan. Oh wow! And not okay. listening to it, I really, I really, they are they are a top three band for me. Um, so it's been really hard. So I, I will say it is one hundred percent a biased bop. Okay, all right. Uh, so how how does this one stack up against the rest of their discography for you? Um, it's, it's really hard cause, um, caution, man, that song, whoo, that, uh, that is by far my favorite song. I got a great memory of it. I'm going to share, share that later on. Oh yeah. I have a story. But, uh, so just that one song elevates this album, uh, above it. So I, for me, it's probably a two, then one, then three, but yeah, I, I could listen to that song for the rest of my life. And not, nothing else, and I would be perfectly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a solid track. One, like it gets you pumped for the rest of it. Here's the thing: if that track didn't exist on this album, would it still hold up? Hmm. Mm. What do you I think? Mean, ooh. ooh. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. Oh, what do I think? Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite song in this record, so I think oh, it definitely boy. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tune no. in next time. Ooh. <laughs> no. no, it's the same episode. Guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tune in five minutes in, in, in five to ten minutes. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's not my favorite on this record. It's a great song, but there are many, many others on this record that I absolutely love. Because uh, oh, yeah. this record is a stone, stone cold bop. So wow, it's been okay. oh yeah for sure. Uh, I will say like I, there's so much I could talk about with Maylene, so I'm gonna have to try to be succinct and stuff like that. But I got in with two because we saw them live, and I bought and we both bought two when we saw them in Snyder, Texas. And then I was listening to that, and then you got like one or something. I got that from you, and I was like, I I enjoyed them a good amount. I remember listening to them a lot. But not like they weren't one of my favorite bands. But then when three came out for some reason, then it like clicked with me. And I was like full mailing, which was like a month and a half before I met Kylan. So I was (laughs) was full into mailing because it was right after three came out. And what's funny then is like this would be a fun topic to talk about like on Patreon. But like when a record gets you into a band, but like three got like got me real, real into Maylene, but then it led me into one and two and I loved one and two more than I ever had before. And then Mm. I was still like, yeah, three's good, but it's not one and two. Like it's weird that that was the album that got me really into them. But then I was like, yeah, one and two are awesome. Right. So, but yeah, uh, it's, I don't know how long it's been for me. 
a while because we've been playing this episode. But I mean, I listen to this. I listen to Maylene every now and then. I mean, you can't go too long without listening to it. So oh, it's, for sure, it's, it's gonna be so, it's an easy bop, easy bop. So I remember like getting into Maylene, and it was always you ever like go, oh, I was into that band with these five or six other bands. And so I think about the time when like Maylene came around. I was right in that area of Kylie. You talk about your like. I started getting into screaming music, but it was like the clean stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is the area I think I was starting to get into. Uh, he is legend, and uh, not just he is legend. I am Hollywood because, like, that's a bop. But like, Dungeon Witch started getting into that one, so, and then I started yeah. getting into Every Time I Die. And then I think Mailing came in at that like perfect area that made me go, "I am ready to receive." this <laughs> in a way in a way that's because it was the same thing for me like when i first heard suck out the poison i hated that record i was yeah, like same. why did my favorite band ruin themselves in by becoming a southern metal yeah, band of course but that's a conversation for a different time okay guys we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we will dive right into 2005's maylene and the sons of disasters self-titled colloquially referred to as Maylene One. Wow, wow! <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Um, guys? Guys? Josh? TJ? Well, guess it's just me doing the ad this time. All right, jammers, let's get right into it. Our sponsor this week is Collide Records. Of course, our favorite sponsor. So I want to talk about, you know, just very briefly that Collide Records honestly has one of the best collections of hardcore and metal vinyl available. I, you know, when you think of vinyl, or at least when I typically think of vinyl, I think of like finding old vintage records or indie hipster alternative music but i don't know have you like ever listened to norma jean in your house on a vinyl record it freaking rocks and clydrecords.com has a massive selection of incredible metal and hardcore they've got uh, a clear lp of color decay by the devil wears prada they've got striper of course norma jean demon hunter Uh, The coolest thing that I'm finding is they have a bunch of the variants of the Guardians vinyl by August Burns Red, the album that came out in 2020. Uh, They're UK imports. They have the, some of them are sold out, but man, they have this limited edition full moon yellow that is just like absolutely gorgeous. And it's two LPs because it was mastered at half speed for superior clarity and enhanced stereo imaging. That is just absolutely wild. It is brutal. It hits hard. So if you are a metalhead and you want to listen to some vinyl at your house, go to colliderecords.com, find whatever you like, and at checkout, if you type in Church Jams Now, you get 20% off your first purchase. Because, guys, vinyl, it's not just for hipsters. Let's get back to the show. Uh, TJ. Josh. Hello. All right, everyone, welcome back to Church Gyms Now. God, yeah, I cannot help but talk in a southern accent. Yeah! <laughs> Bad, because I'm drinking Hell recently, yeah. too, so it's only going to get worse. You guys Dude, I'll tell NASCAR you race what. on Sunday? Ooh, buddy. Ooh! 
Taylor. Rest in peace. The whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Uh, we've been listening to. Oh my god, uh, I cannot stop. We <laughs> all traveled <laughs> to Alabama, and we're here <laughs> yes. right now, mm-hmm. uh, watching NASCAR, drinking some whiskey. Oh yeah, and listening to some That's Maylene right. and the Sons of Disaster. There we go. I made a friend named Alligator, <laughs> and I'm fluent in squealies. Oh so, there you go. So, welcome back. We have spent the week listening to Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. I, Dude, I swear I'm not doing a bit, but I feel like I sound more Southern. For, for the listeners out there, <laughs> please describe what has happened to you recently, Kylan, since this is an audio-only format. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> Facially? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, six minutes before we started recording... I was like, man, I really need to shave. And I was like, I, honestly, all day today, I was like, man, I don't know. It's always weird when we when we change the day of the week that we record the podcast. And I'm like, not feeling like super Southern metal today. And I was like, oh, wait, I got my Miller High Life hat. And then I shaved just the chin part of my beard. So I got like a lemon <laughs> uh, chops thing going on. And I'm feeling it, brother. It's, it's a look. <laughs> It's something. And, and Joe, if you hear that clinking, I'm not drinking beer this week. I'm uh, I'm drinking some whiskey. You got to get yourself some moonshine, sir. I do indeed. I do indeed. Thank and Joe, Mama look at your Joe that. looks like. Uh, uh, well, I, think I, well, I I said I said he, he looked like fat old Andrew WK. And Josh <laughs> yeah. said, like current day Andrew WK. <laughs> I'll say Andrew yeah, WK is older now, obviously, but. He still looks pretty good, you know? Good for yeah, him. That's He's, true. I'm just saying having a wife that you know? has like <laughs> hair, hair extensions all the time, I'm like, give me those right now. And we're good. Now I have my mullet and I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And guys, Zach is back too. Hey, Zach. I am here. Acting like normal <laughs> as hell compared to all of this. <laughs> you got real... Real Someone energy. has to play the street, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Ground us. So, yeah. Um, before we get into the album, I realized I had a really, well, I thought was a really funny anecdote that I found out right before we recorded our part A. And then I completely forgot because Josh was late and he screwed up our whole schedule. It's true. Uh, and it threw me off <laughs> mentally. Classic Josh. Um, but I have a story I would like to tell. Really, this is a story for Joe. Joe, I'd like to. Oh boy. I'd like to take you on on a little a little journey. So, okay, oh do you know how back in the day, Joe, uh, we used to play the game where we would try to find the bleeding cowboys font everywhere? Yes, I do remember this. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, just if you just Google bleeding cowboys font, it is a font that is just like. I mean, starting back probably like 2010, 2011, it showed up everywhere. Yeah, it was literally every rodeo f- flyer out there had this font in it. And even things that like did not need it, it was like to the point where it became like obnoxious. Okay, I don't know. So I was looking up uh, fonts like associated with, with Maylene to try to work on our uh, album cover. And I found, this is incredible, okay? This is like full circle, completely blew my mind. I found an interview with Guillaume Seguin, who is the creator of the Bleeding Cowboys font, (laughs) in Paste Magazine. 
this article, it says, like, as far as controversially misused fonts go, Bleeding Cowboys ranks right up there with Comic Sans and Papyrus. Oh, boy. But freaking listen to this. Seguin created Bleeding Cowboys in a period of his life when he was listening to a lot of heavy metal. He looked to album covers from Maylene and the Sons of Disaster for inspiration. No. no way. No Pretty way. Much all my fonts were born from a music genre, he says. I was listening to lots of bands coming from Texas, and I wanted a raw, dirty country look and feel. No. <laughs> yes, dude, I, I am serious. Wow. Oh Nuts. my gosh. That is absolutely insane, though, right? Like, because when we were doing Delser, Joe and I always made fun of this font. Because we saw it like <laughs> everywhere. Plus, it's like, what article is oh, someone going to read about fonts that brings up Mailing and the Sons of Disaster? <laughs> that is just like absolutely insane to me. And one of the coolest facts I've ever found doing research for this show. <laughs> so wow. thank you, Mailing. That is crazy. Thanks, Mailing, for Bleeding Cowboy. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot how bad this font is. That is awesome. Dude. Yeah. I just thought that was wild. And I forgot to share it last week. So I had to share it at the start of this of this That's part. So, so good. That's a great start to our uh, part B. Yeah, I thought so. So do we wanna uh get in to the record? Do we wanna do it? It's not a long record. Thank God. Uh-oh. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Cool. Uh do we have any general thoughts before we pull a Stephen Curtis Chapman and dive right in? I just want to go on record that I appreciate that you ask. Yeah, you know, you I know, figured... It's courteous, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's my mama raised me right. I'm a good old Southern boy. You gotta have manners <laughs> when you bring people onto your podcast. Onto your property and onto your podcast. <laughs> Track number one, Caution, Dangerous Curves Ahead. <laughs> I'd like to say, what a freaking starter track for an album, though. Because, like, this whole first verse is, like, it just, it's so hard. It goes so hard. It's a good, it's a good intro, you know? But for being, like, far and away the most listened to song on this record, I don't love it. It doesn't rank super high for me in terms of Maylene songs. I'm so surprised, like, because it was like the toughest John Jacobs was always like the most listened to from this record. But then yeah. I don't know how caution just like flew past it. So I'm very surprised at those yeah. stats. Do you think? Do you think? Because like, did they always start their sets with caution? Mm-mm. I'm trying to think where it was in the playlist. All I know is it goes super hard. And so I think it's a crowd pleaser. I want to leave a story for Zach, but I know on one account for sure they ended a show with it. Okay. So it was a show ender, at least for some time. That's cool. Zach, I know you love the song. What do you want to I do. I do. I'm trying I'm trying to let I'm trying to let you haters get through first. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna not, I'm, I'm not gonna raise hater. this. I'm not a hater. <laughs> I just okay, okay. I, I just got I got I got just like like two more things I gotta say about go it. Go for it, go for it. Or three more things. It is really fun. <laughs> Uh, y'all know how I feel about triplet breakdowns. It's like just doing the triplets. Dun, 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 dun. Love it. 
But this song feels like three different songs, and they're all really good ideas, but they feel kind of disjointed. They don't fit together for me. Uh, and it's kind of like it, it's a little too all over the place for me to like get into it. Mm. I don't know why it just didn't hold up for me on this listen. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't feeling it. But I want to hear some. Yeah, differing but that's opinions. the point, Kylan. That's like the whole point of Southern Metal is like riff. What next? I got this riff. Let's do that riff. <laughs> What's next? I've been working on this one riff. Let's do that riff. And that's the point. I know. But then you just blow your wad on like all the riffs in one song. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm curious how you'll feel about the rest of this album because I feel like that's like a common theme. Is like there's just like a lot of good riffs and sections. They just like jump between them all. So oh, for there's sure. maybe not a ton of connective tissue between all of them. So yeah, I wonder if that'll be a running theme for you. We'll see. Who knows? Zach, I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion of this song. What What are your notes? What you got? First off, Dallas Taylor. What brought me to this band was him doing Under Oath and the opening song "When the Sun Still Sleeps" on the Changing of Times. One of my favorite songs on that album. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like Dallas Taylor knows how to do intros, but okay. this is like he's telling you, like in my mind, this song. This is what Maylene is. You know what I mean? Exactly right. what I mean, Josh said. There's going to be this reoccurring theme of just like, hey, so what if there's three different <laughs> kind of songs right, in right. this one song? We're just going to kind of make it flow. And um, and so I, I really like it. And of course, the double bass at the end. Uh, you're a fan of sweet, sweet bass, Colin. I am a fan of sweet, sweet double bass. Oh. <laughs> And that is Boy, awesome. have I got a record for you called <laughs> Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. It's great. <laughs> have you heard of Bleeding Cowboy? Well, buckle up, cowboy. Imagine if Bleeding Cowboy was a drummer. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. If Bleeding Cowboy was a drummer, it would be... I love it. But uh, I got. I have a little story about this this song. Um, Josh, who, we were in Austin. Um, this was the second day, right, that we were there? for it or was this first day we saw we saw it was almost back-to-back shows uh in yeah july of 2009 we saw august burns red play headlining tour for their constellations album and then two days later at emos uh it was maylene and emery were co-headlining because they both had albums come out in the summer of 2009 uh fun fact that was where emery filmed the music video for the butcher's mouth was at emos that night we're somewhere in that music video somewhere in there (laughs) well that's fun is that where i may or may not have seen paper root it is assuredly (laughs) where you saw paper root and me without you may or may not Uh, oh me without you wait i saw me without you there paper route opened for the me without you show Oh, they I were direct that. support. That yes, we went for me without you, and paper out happened to be in direct support there. Oh, that's great! I love that you're. I don't. Why? I don't need to remember shit. I got you, buddy. That's so yep. cool, man. I that's lived a cool true. life. You did. You did. I'm, I'm I did that. No way. All right. <laughs> that's the power of emos. Uh, so, all right, Zach, so, yeah, so yeah, so it, two days later, we're at the Maylene Emery show. Yeah, and this was this was like the third or fourth time that I had seen Emery. They were coming on, and they they had just released their third album, so they had that intro, that intro song into three. That was the one that they opened with Joe, so they didn't open with this. 
And so um, That's right. they got through a few songs and uh, Josh and I were at the front and um, he was like, I think I'm going to head back. And I was like, I just want them to play one song and like, I'm just going to stay up here. I'm going to hope they do. And immediately this song starts and I'm like, yes. And so <laughs> I get up and I get on stage cause it's emos and it's a super small area. And so I get on stage and Dallas Taylor looks at me and he said, when he's saying the, the line, bring you to your knees, he says, bring you to your, and then he hands the mic to me and I yelled knees. And then I jumped in the crowd and crowd surfed <laughs> all the way back. <laughs> That's so rad. I love it. It was, it was the greatest I would love to, <laughs> Yes, I would love to share my experience of that too. I think, yeah. I think you may be thinking of Robbie. We were there with one of my friends, Robbie. We had a big crew there. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, I was not up at the front. I think it was like, this is late July in Texas. And I think I may have had like some like dehydration or something. Going oh, on. I was, was not feeling toasty. good. And like we've gone to August Burns Red two nights before, and mm-hmm. one of like, I think JB's guitar quit working because it was so hot and... But anyways, like that night, I don't know. I was not feeling it. So I was like in the back and my brother was there and a couple of their friends. So anyways, so Maylene's finishing their their set with this last. They're like, we got one more song or whatever. And then they go right into caution. And I turn to my brother and I say, this is Zach's favorite song. <laughs> and I turn back to the stage and Zach is on stage with <laughs> Dallas. Dallas shoves the mic in Zach's face and he says, knees, and then just jumps off. And I was like... I could. I think that's the perfect ending. Like I love it. I don't think that would be any. That's Zach's concert highlight right there. I crowd surfed all the way right back into like, like just a couple of feet of Josh and everybody. And I get down. I was like, "Did you guys see that?" (laughs) That's such a movie moment. I love it. It really was. It was perfect. It was great. It was so so good. good. So all that said, I hate this song. It sucks. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I do want to say um, that they have like that six eight part that they go into, which like is pretty typical in metal. But I like it feels pretty proggy for like a southern metal song to go into six eight. I was like, you don't hear that very often. I like, think that was kind of what I was picking up on when I was saying it's like a bunch of different ideas. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That part is a little weird. And then I did want to mention. Uh, Chris Mosley from the band Haste does the clean vocals here uh, for oh, that nice. that verse. He also sings on Hell on the Rise. A lot of the guest vocals and instrumentation on this are from bands that the producer Jason Elgin also produced, like bands I never really heard of, like Haste, Mosley, Linum. I never really heard of them, but he doesn't have a ton of production credits, but he's produced all those bands, and then they all show up on this record. So Nice. Makes That's sense. cool. Oh, like and my last thing is that this is one of many uh, linear song structures. There's no chorus to this song. For sure. For sure. That seems to be uh, something that happens a lot more than I realized in a lot of the music that we It's cover. true, yeah. <laughs> it's like a thing with like first albums, too, I think. Bands were just like A to B, boom. Right, yeah, yeah. I think it's that era and that time frame. If you weren't like mainstream, like doing like traditional mm-hmm. setup with the chorus and everything... It's just like, hey, man, no, we're not those people. We, we do linear. Yes. Well, and under choruses are too mainstream. Yeah, they had just started getting into like kind of yes. verse chorus format on Changing of the Times, and then they booted Dallas, and he's like, right. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which is, yeah, you know, I never really like thought about that, but I think that's why, like, 
because in Del Sur, like we still we basically did like typical song structure, right? Yeah, I think we only had one that was a linear one. Yeah, everything else was pretty verse chorus. Well, it's because like you know, at least when we were starting out, Josh, it was you and me writing all those songs, like true. in our dorm room, and I'm like. With I was showing my wife pictures of Del Sur the other day. Me with my like <laughs> big old hipster emo glasses and like my skinny jeans, and you guys all look like you're in a metal band. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Who wants to watch Garden State? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not a drummer, but I want to play drums. <laughs> like, and so like when we're writing these songs, I'm like, it needs a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, bridge, chorus. <laughs> like it's so stupid. Sweet. Okay, so Zach, is it this is your favorite song on the album? Uh, this is my favorite song on the album, and this Sweet. is my favorite Maylene song of all time. Of so. all time, wow. Of right. all time, Ooh. yes. That's pretty rad. Okay. Yeah, I would say so, this is probably my top song on this whole album. Okay, all well, right, all right. Answered my next question, so there we go. So, <laughs> Josh, you'll have to let me know when we get to your favorite song. I'm oh, very I will. excited. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on to track number two, The Road Home to Panther Creek. I love this opening. And it didn't really hit me till later on in the album, like how much of the whole like specifically Southern metal thing is just like straight up, like musically, just like old school heavy metal. Like it's oh, yeah. very like hair metal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like really simple, straightforward drums. Just, and just those all drop D. Big like riffs. every eighth grader out there. Yeah, drop D in a blue scale, and you're like, the creek. I can do this. Minor pentatonic, and then just a do da do do da do da. Like, yeah. I always love. It's always really fun to me when metal bands scream Jesus because nine times out of ten, I'm not paying attention, and it's always really. And I'm like, I'm not listening to what he's saying. I'm just like, you know, the the screaming is almost just like another instrument. And then it's like, Jesus! I'm like, oh, hey, I know that word. That stands out. Yeah. <laughs> it's always very funny to me. Uh, his voice, I mean, yeah, I get why people call Del Sur a Maylene cover band. Because his that's voice what we're and for. <laughs> Joe's voice, Joe, you're like, your original kind your of screaming voice, voice yeah. is so oh, very yeah. much this. Yeah, I would say this. It's very interesting because, like, this song. After that, like, opening riff, like, kind of lost me. I was like, nah, I don't know if this is doing it for me. Uh, I don't know if it's just because the drums are, the drums are just kind of doing the same thing every single time. He's screaming, you notice he never starts on, like, the first beat. He always starts on, like, the second and third, and it's always the same cadence kind of the whole time. Dallas? Yeah. Okay. So like he never switches no, up. No, he meant himself so in Del Sur. I think me, I'm yeah. like, yeah. talking about the, <laughs> this I is talking about the drummers still. I'm like the drummers. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm talking about Kyle. Like, it's because this is every Del Sur song. That's why he doesn't like it. And I was a shitty drummer. <laughs> <laughs> we all were in our prime. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something. I love this breakdown. Yeah. No. There's. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some memorable parts in this song. 
So even like like the first intro riff is good, but there's some like interesting, memorable parts that break down there. I will say this is another linear song structure, but there's like a lot of Maylene songs that I'm like, I've listened to Maylene so much in my life and these songs Mm -hmm. dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And there's like, there's still a lot of the songs where I'm like, I have literally no idea what Dallas is saying here. Like, I'm like, I have no idea (laughs) what these actual words are because Dallas is screaming a lot of times. It's hard to decipher. He says in this song, he says, turn or burn, not the most peaceful thing. And I was like, I've literally never heard that until (laughs) this week. Like, I was like, oh, interesting. Cause I'm not here. I'm I'm a vibe guy when it comes to Maylene. Yeah, guys. exactly. Me too. So I was like looking up lyrics too, and it was like, yeah, the what? only lyrics. Kylan looking up lyrics. <laughs> I know. Wow. No and Josh said no vibe guy. So oh, yes. no, yeah, Man, bingo. Where's TJ? Where's TJ? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Zach, it, you've taken Josh's place, and that that usually when someone replaces Josh's like steadfastness on the show and keeping us on track, he goes off the rails in a way that is just inexplicable oh yeah <laughs> just wait guys just wait i'm only ramping it up i was trying to make a main joke but nothing was coming that's so funny <laughs> yeah you just said oh yeah oh yeah it's coming guys i'm just turning to joe oh yeah <laughs> no it, for this episode it's hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah brother um damn it all to hell yeah brother <laughs> what dallas says I yeah, I like this song. There you know, there's not like I don't know how much in terms of like like musicality or production notes that I really have on this record. Because yeah, like Josh, I also am very much a vibe guy when it comes to metal. I'm just like, ah, I like it or I don't, you know. <laughs> I did just quote it, but I did always think like cause Dallas says damn it all to hell in this song, and I was always like when I was in high school, so I was like, oh, this CD I got from Family Christian Bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad, you but, can't but take it away from said, me. <laughs> they said damn and hell in the way that like... that You, you do traditionally. You can. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can. That's like the gateway for us like sweet little Christian boys to like like listen <laughs> to bad words. You're like, oh, I can justify this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn it all to hell. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, we got anything else on the road home to Panther Creek? Mm, no. Nope. Sweet. All right. Let's move on to track number three. Bang! The Witch is Dead. This intro is so good, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I love snare roll intros. That that is that is Del Sir. <laughs> that is no no for sure. That is what conspiracy of cartographers. Oh, that, yeah. oh yeah, right. Like, that, that is that is that exact. Intro. I think like yes, exactly. I think that's why I dug it. I was listening to it. I was like, oh man, this is really good. I love this like drum intro. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's how I like started every Del Sir song. When I first heard, heard uh, that song from Del Sir from you guys, I was like. This song rocks. And I was like, it reminds me of something. And then I heard this song. I was like, oh, oh yeah. this is why. Oh, because it's literally this song. There was at least one that I can think of right now, but I'm sure there were more where we would come up with something and be like, this is sweet. The original chorus to Ghost Town, we're like, yeah, this is sweet. And then I realized like, oh, this is the bridge to raise, not raise by the tide, whatever, some song yeah. on the back end of two. And I was like, Caleb, we have to change this because this is just a Maylene song. Like, whoops. <sighs> This album is real riffy. 
super riffy. Which I mean, like, Maylene is a riffy band, but as they get into two and three and four, there's like a lot of lead parts. But like most of this, most of the songs are just riffs all the time. Yep. Just Not real, like, going like you said, on. like real, like hair metal, like classic heavy mm, metal. Yeah. yeah, this is for me, like, Dallas came to these guys and was like, look, I want to start a southern rock band. And, you know, I don't really have an idea of what we want to do, but let's just make an album of like, you know, everybody's ideas. There's nothing wrong here. And that was this album. <laughs> like right. they didn't really, they didn't really go into like, what are we trying to do with it? They didn't get an idea. They're just like, we want to be Southern rock. We'll refine it right. in later albums. It's <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very much, it's very much like a group of dudes that like grew up on like, Credence and Motley Crue. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> like what if they know. were the same band? Like, yeah. <laughs> think about it. John Fogarty joins Motley Crue. <laughs> I am here for it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let's take like let's take Leonard Skinner. Let's yeah. make it, let's elevate that electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do Leonard Skinner, but tune all what of our guitars Metallica? down a whole step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I will say his screaming on this song stressed me out. Like as an adult, like <laughs> did it you remind you tell... of your dad screaming at you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that what I? Is that yeah. why? Yeah, yeah. It brought back lots of memories of childhood. No, his, okay, because he's a really good screamer. But if you listen to his voice on this one, like it sounds like it hurts. Like he's not doing yeah. it the right way. You know what I mean? Like it sounds yeah. like it hurts bad. <laughs> yeah, it's right. very raw. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of passion. Yeah. I'm wondering cuz like it's I mean it is different scream from when his under oath stuff. What mm-hmm. uh, that first album he did. I'm wondering if he just like lost it and he's like I'm trying to get it back and this I don't know. Out. It even it even sounds different from the screaming on the rest of this record. Like especially in like mm-hmm. that breakdown. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Sounds like it hurts, dude. But it's so good. I do feel <laughs> the same Yeah, like, it, it's, I love it. it's 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 raw and uh man. I do feel like he does have absolutely like you can tell he kind of loses his breath a lot because he never really reaches the end of like the it's measure. It's all short lines. He kinda, yeah, he goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just scoops it down. So I'm wondering if it was just like that's all I got. I mean, that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it works yeah. for this. You know what it I'm saying? Like song. it doesn't yeah, work exactly. anywhere else. That's funny. Well, we ready to move on to track number four? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do Track it. Track four, Tough as John Jacobs. Jingle Hunter Smiths. Don't. I mean, come on. This is like, this is, is this the Maylene song, guys? <laughs> like is this if you have to show someone the mailing like is this the first song you play for them no i'm gonna no. say that right now just gonna no, be honest right, right. no it's a no for me <laughs> it no. used to I be like, it used to be really but 
on this listen, just that cowbell going. So I love the cowbell, dude. I'm I know, it's fucking great. here for the cowbell. I'm here for the tambourine. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> All the drums. Yeah. Okay, do you remember in Del Sur, we had in Ghost Town, we had that breakdown, and I wanted to do a cowbell, uh, but I couldn't we afford a cowbell. We just had the pot of rock, dude. So <laughs> the pot we literally of took rock. a pot, like just a pot Cooking we got pot. at Salvation Army, and I would just bang the shit out of that, and it sounded like a cowbell. I love it. I'm I'm here for it. I love the slide guitar. Oh, the slide is so mm, good. Yeah. I hate the clean vocals on this song. Really? Wow. Okay. I I hate it. I don't know. It's specifically the... The intro or the chorus ones? The chorus. And, and most of the clean vocals on this, but specifically in the chorus, because yeah. they repeat it so many times where he says, frustration's about to break the silence. Like... <laughs> I hate it. Seems it feels so cheesy to me. Uh, I and they repeat it. it so many times, and it never bothered me before. But for some reason, on this last listen, it bugged me. I like the breakdown, but I this song needs to be like at least ten beats per minute faster. Oh yeah, it's like it felt well, like it was dragging so 100%. fast. This is fun to groove into. I feel like I don't. I don't love it. I don't love it, and I know that's like a mailing hot take. That is. But, well, I, it is funny because, like, we talked about the stream count on this one is not as high as some of the other ones. Like, because at least, like, when when they were a lot bigger and active, like, I felt like this was, like, everyone's favorite. Right. This Mei-Lin was, song. like, yeah. So maybe this was the kind of experienced song. what you have felt, where you're like, I'm maybe. not going to do it before, as much as before. Like, up until then, like, Step Up, I'm on it, like, kind of perfected yeah. what they were going for on this. Yeah, this is, the, yeah. Step up the is song. John Jacobs 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is what I would like to call the smoke break song. Where you, you're just like, <laughs> oh, they're playing that slow song. We've got like five minutes. We can go and then it's we'll not go back even and a it's slow song. <laughs> I know, but it was either. it was that song where I was slow. like I was yeah. I just feel like I was like, nah, it's too too slow. That's the thing. I always loved this song, but for some reason, this last time I listened to it, yeah, I felt like the same way. I was just like, wow. I don't know. It's like it's 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 in that weird like liminal space between like it's not like southern rock enough, and it's not metal enough, and it's, it's like southern ugh. rock enough. This is I I actually for me the I'm solos? the way I worded it is I was like if they were to ever like sell out and go pop this is what they would sound like you mean i'm not against for if they wanted to become like an alabama band and they just be like yeah like if they wanted to become more mainstream i feel like this is it once again i like this song on a lot four <laughs> <laughs> man they did that guys <laughs> but yeah i just feel, i also feel like around. this this one was like just so overplayed. I I liked it a lot, but like Josh said, this was everybody's go-to Maylene song. And I'm like, guys, there are better songs. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it was specifically the about the break in the silence. Just feels like super poppy to me in a way, but like the kind of pop that I don't like. Like the kind of like, <laughs> like Florida we do Georgia rock and roll. Pop. Like, 
The Wiggles does Southern Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be here for that. I feel like this song is like their homage to like their roots. So they're like, oh, dude, Skinner, dude, Skinner. And they're for like, sure. let's do that. And then they're but like, then we get back to hard thing, stuff. Is it doesn't do enough of that. And then it doesn't do enough of the heavy stuff. It's like, it's mm. too right there in the middle for me. Interesting. You guys know how I feel about like mid-tempo songs too. Yeah, like, that's true. That's so interesting because I'll say like I was like Zach where it's like yeah there's so many other better songs like this was never one that I was like this was one of my favorites but I was like I couldn't deny that it was a good song but I think now that like I don't know maybe the hype for it all and I don't mm. just hear a ton of people talking about tough as John Jacobs anymore like going to this <laughs> this album uh, I was able to just be like yeah this is a really good song. like structure like this is the first verse chorus song that we have. I like the structure of like you have that iconic intro and then but I do like that after the first chorus they switch it up and go into a different riff for the second verse and then they bring it back after the second chorus so when it comes back like that could have been an easy riff for them to just be like after the chorus every time we play that intro but I feel like them saving it for between that second chorus and the bridge makes it like yeah that was a good call guys like making you wait for it again so but I, I did find it funny that, like you were saying, kind of with the chorus, uh, the chorus doesn't really rhyme mm-hmm. other than the internal rhyme of mine and life. Life and well, that's silence what, that's do not rhyme. That's what it rhyme. seemed like they tried to, to rhyme the sigh in silence with the other things, <laughs> yeah, and then they had the rest life. of the word silence. And it doesn't work for me. <laughs> Look, Kylan, I don't know when you started listening to lyrics, but <laughs> how about you do a well, more different band? Well, you know what? When it's like the only lyrics on the record that are sung, <laughs> like that I can understand, yeah, they might stand out a little bit to me. <laughs> do better, Maylene. Do better. <laughs> Clean vocals on Tough as John Jacobs are sung by Jesse Crow, who. He doesn't have another band on in the uh, liner notes that like a lot of other people do. He's just yeah, Jesse I can see Crow. why. He's just Jesse Crow. <laughs> Must have been Damn. a friend. <laughs> He's like I can interesting. Oh, he always knew the pyro would come out in you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wanted to like this song a lot more. It didn't wow, do it for I'm me on this listen, guys. I'm surprised. I know. Isn't that interesting? It is. Weird thing that I did as a kid when I heard this song, I was like, "Who is John Jacobs?" Jingleheimer Schmidt. And I tried to Google it, and I found nothing. <laughs> did you find that, that, was that like, his name was your John name Jacobs too? Guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that whenever you go out, the people always shout. Where is Jingleheimer Schmidt? <laughs> exactly. He was number one. That's what they could have they should have called Step Up. They should have called it Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> to, to finish it out. Yeah. Been waiting two albums for this, guys. Yeah. Maybe their next single will be Jaegermeister Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> No, if they don't, we'll we should that. do that. It'll probably yeah. be uh, it's it's John. Smitty That's the next Del Sur single is going to be called <laughs> Jägermeister Schmidt. Song, Please, can we make a Del Sur song <laughs> called Jägermeister Schmidt? <laughs> <laughs> Only if it is just double bass the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole song. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Dude, yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be so good. Because then we could do it in the breakdown. Joe can like scream like, his name is my name too. <laughs> yes. His name is my name. Oh, dude, that'd be so good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm recording that tonight. We're going to get this started. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys stems later this week. We're, we're coming out with a new Del Sur song, guys. Perfect. Uh, all right. We'll let like three people know. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know. I better be one of those three. I know Zach's well, like we, the one fan we saw. No, we, we, yeah, the the few, the proud, the half dozen. Sweet. All right, let's move on to track number five. Gusty like the wind. All right, I'm just gonna say it. This is my favorite song on the record. Oh, I was, I like it. I was I like scared it. because you didn't like the clean vocals on Toughest John Jacobs that you weren't going to be into the ones on this one. No, I love the clean vocals on this. I got yes. a lot to say about this song. I oh, really love this song, dude. This is this is one of my down, faves too. Hands down, my favorite on the record. I will say this is the song that like the chorus would get stuck in my head. Like I'd just be in the bathroom and my wife would be like in the living room. She could just hear me going. Well, I have a theory. It's great. I have a theory about about why this chorus is so good, Uh, but we'll 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 get to it. Uh, This is my first sweet sweet bass I heard on the record. Nice. There's places where it like actually sticks out. I wrote that sweet sweet double bass intro. I wrote that too. (laughs) I love how I love how bass heavy the drums are right out of the gate. I thought the drum production sounds really good on this record. The it really kick does. is punchy. Yeah, and at the end, I wrote that breakdown with the double bass. I can't mm. get enough of that. I yeah. used to just replay that that breakdown all the time. It's so good. Yeah, dude, I love this song. I I'm just saying, like, if you took the the singing out, I'd be for it. But the oh, you don't like the singing? Got, no, I hate it. I can't. Really? It's where because it, it starts. It starts like hitting hard, and then it's like it just gets. And I'm like, no, dude, just see. <sighs> this is like this is the kind of mailing that I'm like into, like having the heavy, the hard hitting, but having like the mm. melodic stuff in there. So like, as someone who got into two, this was always a song on one that I really liked. Ooh, yeah. really? Yes. Yeah. It's like so majory and fun and fast. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good fist pumping chorus though. On the inside. Yeah. Like Dallas Taylor doing that while like the bassist is like singing this. He's like getting the crowd to fist pump. That's yeah, the only dude. reason for it. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't know if you ever went to uh mailing concerts, but oh, 100%. The, the bass the bassist and guitarist at the concerts that Josh and I went to were going through the crowd with their like and just like playing through the crowd and i was like oh yeah this band rocks <laughs> no oh, yeah Maylene's a band i have like so many i going into this episode i'm like i literally have an, a story from almost like every time i saw Maylene. i can't like just spend this whole episode talking about Maylene as a live <laughs> the, band because they're one of the best they so sound memorable. they sound so good live and they oh, put yeah. on a great show oh, it's a show yeah so okay we just got to the bridge and so here is my my pet uh, conspiracy theory uh, that I have Ooh. for this song. Uh, so we talked about in part A how Dallas essentially got like kicked out of Under Oath. 
mm-hmm. before they're only chasing safety. And I have a theory that before he got kicked out, Under Oath was working on a song with Dallas. They didn't finish it. And then he took parts of that song, some like vocal parts and ideas, and put them on this Maylene record. And Under Oath took other parts of that song and put it on their Only Chasing Safety, i.e. the song It's a Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door. Because there are a bunch of similarities, especially like uh, the way he kind of phrases stuff in the verse and in the bridge. It sounds like the the part running on empty and the gas is running out. Like he does that kind oh, of thing. Yeah. The night is the night that I let love us. Like it mm. sounds oh, yeah. like like just the same drum drum hits. And a similar kind of vocal delivery on it. Mm. And this has the super catchy chorus. And I feel like I think part of why I, why I love it is it's like the most under oath song on this record. Hmm. <laughs> I think there, I think it is dangerous business that there are videos of Dallas performing it with under oath when he was still in the band that they were playing that like live before, obviously. He was out of the band and they recorded. I think, and whether consciously or not, I think he took some ideas from however they were originally concepting It's a Dangerous Business Hmm. and transposed them onto this song. Is there liner notes of uh, The Rolling Chase and Savy? I mean, I do have it. To see if he he wrote. (laughs) I doubt that he got it. I doubt he's getting writing credits. It would make sense. I bet it's just the six of them. Yeah. So yeah. I, mm, that would make I think sense that's part of why I love it so much. Cause yeah, the woes feel like you could hear Aaron singing. Oh, them. for sure. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like, and it's the most like, you know, sort of that more pop song structure mm-hmm. sounds the most under oathy to me. Yeah. The clean vocals on this are done by Jacob Button of the band Linum, who actually is a kind of like a, retro 80s like hair metal band like kind of like a steel panther situation oh nice where they were like leaning into that so he does like vocals and i think he probably does he does a lot of other instruments too he may be doing the ripping guitar solo on this as well but he collaborated on two and three as well so this was like oh, his cool. first time with mailing and he was never in the band but he would like help out and i would always like see him on credits for other bands too and i think i would get him and david button the vocalist of the showdown confused oh, that and makes so i was sense. like which one's which but but i love this one they got some like real sweet like guitar solo at the end which mm-hmm. i feel like there's not enough of on this record there's a lot on other mailing records which i love but this one doesn't have as yeah. much well it's like you said, it's just it's very riffy but not a lot of like solos yeah all right, guys, we're only halfway through. I feel like, whoa, my voice cracked. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> whoa, brother. Because you've been screaming. Whoa, whoa, brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we're halfway through, man. We're getting into side B of the record. Uh, let's move on to track number six, The Mind of a Grind. that's uh so great i love it i had some dumb elon musk joke but 
Say it. Say it. Like I don't know. I don't know. It something like oh, what we were all wondering in Tesla. when she married Elon Musk. What was inside the mind of a Grimes? I don't know. Something <laughs> stupid. We're still in dad jams now, apparently. <laughs> Keep it. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Um, okay, I just got to start off by saying the second half of this record. Way better than the first half of this record for me. Ooh, wow! I think yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I definitely got more stars on here. So, yeah, I was worried I was going to flop the record on those first five, just barely. But then the second half of this record kicked in, and I was like, "Okay, hell yeah, brother!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the lyrics, there's like a reference to Valleydale Saints. Have you? Yes. Josh, did you find anything on that? No, I did not. I got like all some I found was a Valleydale. Valley Ch- yes, yeah, <laughs> in Birmingham, Alabama. So, uh, some church in Valley is uh, Valleydale Church in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's probably where John Jacobs goes to church. That's he's probably where he's there. at. Let's go. We gotta find. <laughs> we're we're in Alabama right now, guys. Let's just go down the street. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I got to go pick up some more moonshine anyway, so we'll take a break. And I love the, like, super, like, Pantera. This is the most, like, Pantera, it like, is, speed yeah. metal mm-hmm. vibe of yeah. this whole song. And then when it finally breaks, does, like, the breakdown, it's like, oh, hell yeah, you got some sweet, sweet bass, because it's, like, breakneck speed up until then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I specifically love the part at, like, 36 seconds where like the guitar line comes in yeah. and then, like the drum groove that goes in is like super cool it's a nice like it feels really good mm-hmm. so, I really the like only thing i got one more drumming note and i just say this as you know previously the super shitty drummer of delser uh <laughs> yeah. the snare drum on the intro of this song is like so bad. I just wanted it to be better. It's not striper level, but it's like just I don't like know. I just wanted it to be better. Oh yeah, or? no, well, that's like, like how he's playing. It feels a little so like okay. Listen, ooh, interesting. You think that's that, just all like that, that the sucks side of it? That sucks. <laughs> That sounds like me when I was in percussion and band in high school. Like I That sounds like that. me when I was in percussion in Del Sur. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not great. It's just like it's it not be good. It it's be not the way to start all the song. All of his skills go to that double bass. He, he doesn't For practice real. the snare. <laughs> he practices the pedals. <laughs> like it needs to either like have a couple more hits and be more of like a snare roll. Or do it just like straight on like a cowbell or something. Doing it on the snare just sounds so cheesy. Like, okay, so if the riff didn't come in, it almost sounds like like it would almost go into Right. It's almost like the beginning of like a polka groove. Yeah. Like Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maylene in the Sons of Polka. Maylene in the schnitzers. <laughs> so besides that, like, three seconds in the intro, this song fucking rips. Somewhere <laughs> oh, in yeah. Parallel Universe, Maylene was a polka band. And I want to hear that album. Yep. Yeah, I gave this song three squealies. <laughs> Wait, I don't know you've been ranking. Wait, you've been ranking yeah, the songs? You haven't said? Oh, yeah. 
I've been ranking up by squealies, dude. Well, you haven't said that. You haven't said that. We're over halfway through the album, and you've been fucking ranking them, and you haven't said anything until (laughs) yeah. And then you're just saying it like it's a normal thing that we've been used to for the last hour. (laughs) Casually, oh yeah, three squealies. Yeah, well, this this completely normal ranking system that we're all the other half of the album. Uh, you get to get it on the Patreon, so deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many squealies is a good squealie versus? Is it every five? Okay, okay, so squealies or track one is more track one is five squealies. That's the highest one. Everything else, uh, okay. So first half of the album, just go through the songs. It's the song. First half, okay. Five here we go. Five more. You have to. Do. Here we go. <laughs> track two. Okay, dangerous curves. Five squealies. Okay. Uh, Road Home, zero squealies. Oh, wow. Wow. Bang, which is dead. Uh, ooh. I think I was going to give it three ski wheelies, but. <laughs> ski wheelies. <laughs> ski wheelies, dude. Heelies. I was going to give him some heelies, oh but it got two squealies. Uh, because then got a little chuggy. I'm just. And then uh, it just goes down. Hold on. Well, well, yeah, yeah, of course yeah, it yeah. does. And what does it go down to? <laughs> Jeez, I'm ch- I'm, it goes I'm down calling to it right now. We're just ending the episode. We're this is going to be a lost God. episode of Church Jams. Now we're never yeah. releasing this nonsense. Get the get the rest of it on Patreon. Let's go. No, you keep saying that, but you're not in charge of our Patreon. <laughs> One and two, you haven't told us to give content to the Patreon. Dude, <laughs> this give doesn't it. work hey. on so many levels. Hey, Kyle, can you give content to the Patreon? <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, you make me so mad. I'm s- never doing a podcast <laughs> with you again. <laughs> how many? How many squealies did uh, John Jacobs get? John Jacobs get Deacon John Jacobs zero. I hated that song. Zero. So, wow. wow, you're wrong. That's objectively wrong, dude. That's, I told you it was a smoke break. Not song. so tough as John Jacobs, man. Yeah. Oh. All right. What about track five? Gusty like the wind. Island's favorite. Uh, I gave it three squealies. Okay, I'll take it. Mind, mind of Grimes. I got. I gave four squealies. Uh, I wrote Sweet. a big F yeah on that one. Sweet. Yeah. And well, no, that's as far as we've gotten. So wait yeah. to give the rest of them. Until <laughs> we get to keep going the whole record now. <laughs> I'll go. You want me to tell you? <laughs> no, no, I don't. What else yeah, do we okay, have? Right. We're, we're... This is the shortest song on the record. <laughs> that fact. was that was my note, and it is like a, a good minute to like two minutes shorter than every other song. So it is significantly yes. shorter. Oh, yeah. That speed metal. Then why are we talking about it twice as long as anything else on this? Joe <laughs> because of squealies. Because you guys want to know about my squealies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, anything else about the mind of a Grimes? The review of the song is longer than the song itself. That happens very Hey, welcome to Church Teams now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, all right, let's move on to track number seven. Lady at the Gate. Lady Grimes at the gate. <laughs> Lady Grimes at the gate. This is the best opening riff, I think, on the record. I think you're Oh, right. yeah. This does what... I think this is what they were trying to do with Caution, Dangerous Curves Ahead, but I think they do it better on here, and it's a bummer that it's, like, buried so far in the record. Of what? Yeah. Of, like, lots of riffs that do form a song? Yeah, and then in just that kind of upbeat, like, energetic kind of album opener thing. I like that it's in the back half of the record, though, you know? 
I I I do simply like, because keep the energy. Going. I enjoy as a chunk the back half of the record so much more than the front half. Oh, but this cackle, this cackle. Right yes, here? I was gonna say the yeah. laugh is my favorite mm. part of the song. I always love when Dallas laughs, like in Darkest of Kin and this yes. song. Every time he laughs, it's a good time. Yeah, so good. I'm all about yeah because he I sounds like an old like Civil War sergeant who's like <laughs> like drunk on whiskey and haunting you, laughing at you. Like that's why it's so <laughs> great. Like with his eye patch. He's definitely a character like, oh. in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah, this is a great song, man. This is my second favorite. How many squealies, Joe? Uh, I gave it four squealies. Yes. Wow. I think I gave four squealies because I do like the kind of I'm a Peaks and Valley guys with songs like you can't just go like ha 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 really high all the time. You got to give me some ebbs and flows in the songs. Feels that I feel it. Interesting. No, this is one I feel like I never like not that I didn't pay attention to because a lot of this record I just kind of put on and you know, it kind of just happens. Right. It, it all flows together really well. It's like it's the perfect record to like either drive to or like work on your Trans Am in the garage. Like you don't need to pay attention <laughs> yes. to it. You know what I mean? It's like, you also got the race on in the background Oh yeah. and, and you're just there, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to work on, on your Chevette <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> put on some mailing in the background, you know, drink a couple Miller high lifes and just have a good old time. Oh yeah. But this is like giving this album a critical listen. This was one that I was like, yeah, this one is a kind of a hidden gem on the record of track seven. And I always knew it as like the really fun intro song, but the rest of the song is just as good. It's great. I think so. Yeah. It's definitely, it's my second favorite. Allie gives us five squealies. Five squealies. <laughs> yes. Sweet. We got anything else for lady at the gate? Oh, I did like that has some uh, memorable lyrics on here of compliments of the Red Letter King. And I like the part where he sings, I'm the hypocrite you wrote about. Once again, I don't really know what the song is about, but there are some good lines in here that I like. That's a fun line to sing and to say. Yeah. I don't have much to offer as far as lyrical analysis other than that's cool. I like that. (laughs) Well, we don't have TJ here, so we can can just be like, I don't know what it means. Just sounds fucking rad. <laughs> we don't have to justify the point. why we think it's cool. It's Southern metal. There is no point yeah. to the lyrics. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, let's move on to track number eight. Never stop hunting. good intro it is this is very like rat. and it's not so fast right in the beginning or motley <laughs> crew this is like very hair metal like twisted yeah. sister or something you're not wrong i don't have any notes on this this song. is the longest song on the record at four uh, minutes and 23 it. seconds the build at a minute and 52 seconds where is that that yes. got me i wrote ooh good feelings and then there was a groove at two minutes thirty six seconds. It says I put it got me grooving and I got a stank face. Like I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because like it is like kind of mid tempo, but it's got that weird sort of like like claustrophobic kind of feeling. Like especially with that riff when they do those breakdowns that that like kind of puts you on edge and like keeps you wanting to listen. At least for me. 
Well, yeah. Well, then the whole like second half of the song, like at one thirty-five or whatever, like the guitar kind of changes the song and it kind of takes that from there on out. And I feel like it's like, yeah, that part like ramps up the whole rest of the song. You could almost honestly like cut the first half out. It could be its own thing. And then the second yeah. half could just be like, but this is where like things start to really get good for me. And there's a lot of great guitar parts. Like the part at two minutes and 51 seconds, like that guitar part, there's not like a ton of like super like memorable guitar parts mm-hmm. as compared to like on two, but at two minutes and 51 seconds, that part, like I love that part where it like just breaks and you have like the guitar, like using the trim arm to bend down and like mm-hmm. the kind of like faux solos. Yeah. It's one of my faves. I just imagine for the second half of the song, some guy just gets cymbals and he's just doing this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> and I, I, I'm there for it. I love it. I know it's just so heavy on those cymbals in the second half. And I'm just like, yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, what that first part of the song really has that 80s groove to it, which like I grew up on just like Garth Brooks. I don't have any 80s bands in my blood. And so it doesn't really <laughs> do anything for me. <laughs> Two squealies. Oh, two wow. squealies. Oh, brutal. The guitar work at the end of the song. I know. It's great. That's why it gets two squealies. Oh, the guitar but work there's like two. a whole half of the song that I'm like. That's true. It is a long song. I did write that because Joe is back on this episode that it kind of is like a bless the martyr situation where you wait the whole song for like one part to happen. Yeah. 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 Like, like bringing it up to a gunfight. This is that part of the song where you're like you're waiting the whole song for that guitar break. You're like, yeah. Mm. wasting away for a while it's yeah, a good dude. groove at the end though it is it's so stank face like you're it just is. like ooh, but not three squeal stank face not, not three not squeals. Ooh, man that's a it might get three heelys but only two squeals <laughs> why did i do that why did i do yeah, that I for two you. <laughs> <laughs> i saw that one i never do three like this i do three like this i did three with my pinky and then for two i put down my pinky (laughs) that's weird as hell i gotta stop drinking whiskey all right let's move on to track number nine hell on the rise another great like Side B, like man. once again, it feels Side like B of this record. It, yeah, th- mm. this feels like like there's a parallel um, to side A of doing just like like the toms like that and real riffy kind of intro. But I feel like it does it better, except that I hate the chorus. Yeah, I was song. just about to ask you about that chorus. <laughs> it's not a. Chorus, it comes like it comes in so early. A hook, and I'm it's, like, it's I literally like verse, put thirty yeah. seconds in, and why did we need this? Nah, you're wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hot take here. All right, hot please take, do a hot Zach. take. Go for it. This is my least favorite song on the album. Wow, Josh is mad. He's fuming. You can't <laughs> tell at home, but I can tell from his body language. He those are fighting words. Like Zach, you're not coming to the family reunion after that. <laughs> I uh, I don't consider the the next song. I consider that an outro. I don't consider it a real song. So. Mm. This one is my least favorite. I'm glad it's the last song. I'm actually, I've been waiting to say it because side A is by far my favorite rather than wow. side B. Ooh. But um, but yeah, once again, though, I'm not saying I don't like this song. 
great song. I really, it's definitely enjoyable, but um, it's, uh, if this didn't happen, I'd be okay with You'd it. You'd be okay, yeah. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. Let me, that. let me tell you what you're wrong here, Zach. <laughs> is it, is it like, is it kind of like, Zach, is it kind of like, uh, like, like the Irishman by Martin Scorsese. It's like, yeah, it's a good movie, but like, I would also be fine just watching every other Scorsese movie. Like, we didn't, we didn't, we don't need it at this point. Yeah. I'm not upset about it, but, right? But you like, know, you know, it's, good. Do we it's not need bad to do this for three hours. It didn't, it didn't yeah. hurt their reputation. It's not at bad, all. but like, right. it's not good. <laughs> all right, okay. Josh, tell all us, right. uh, school us, take us to church. All right, yeah, I would like to say. That I think this is my favorite song on the record. Oh, oh no way! Yeah, exactly. Whoa! For sure. I'm just trying to listen, gusty not like coming. the wind. But I love this one. Like you get that it's not even a chorus, but like the clean vocals that come in in the beginning. Like I love that it's just like one time and it's fun. It's the same guy who sang the clean vocals on Caution. Um, mm. And then you get the kind of like the breakdown where, where he just that cleans again. Bar, that, yeah. And yeah, like this song has really a lot cool. of really good parts, you know? And actually it does have a verse chorus structure because Dallas is singing the chorus, uh, which is just funny. I did, he really does like bite into the wishing for wings kind of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the, for the, the, old, the old Civil War captain. <laughs> yeah, the, he really like, like, he really enunciates real hard on that part. So I did notice that, but it just has a lot of really great parts. It's got some great guitar work, but especially how Dallas also does this, like, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that, like, that's super, like, Axl Rose. Yeah. It's, that's like, fun. a very, like, welcome to the jungle. That's super fun. Very thing. much so. But, like, the whole end of this song is, like, a huge crescendo that, like, I feel mm. like this is like the perfect placement in the record for it too because you're bringing it down for the next song. So this is like the penultimate, like you're bringing it, like, like the whole right. last minute is just a big, awesome, satisfying crescendo. And I really like it. I'm with you there, mm. Josh. The one, I just, the clean vocals just didn't do it for me. Like in the beginning of the song, that first they part. were like, a li- they worked on the other song, but they're a little too pop punk for me. Yeah. But... Yeah, the end of this song is just, like, so good. Oh, yeah. Well, it it is interesting that, like, all the clean vocals on this record are other people. But, like, when you get into two, so Dallas is obviously developing his voice because when you get into two, he's doing the cleans. And definitely on three, like, they even do listen close where it's all clean. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can tell on this record he's not fully, like, either confident or, like, couldn't do it really to the level that they wanted to do it at. So... I do think that if maybe he was a little bit more developed and he was doing those parts or something like that, then they would be they would land a little bit better. I do concede. It's true. Well, I do want to say, like I said, it's not that I'm upset about the song. I still like this song. (laughs) Like everything gets an A plus grade in my book. This is like an A minus. You know, I just everything else in in my head is so much better. But I'm never disappointed to hear this song. If this record was pizza, like if it, like if pizza. the Irishman was playing in in the background <laughs> at like in a way, you wouldn't be mad about it. Kylan, I, I haven't seen the Irishman. That's so fine. I'm, I'm just I'm pushing this Irishman narrative like really are they, hard. <laughs> are they today's sponsor? <laughs> this Mark's episode brought to you by Netflix by the Netflix original film, The Irishman, <laughs> came out four years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, guys, we have one more song. We're here at the end, you know, and all I got to say is, you know, all we've been trying to do on this episode, you know, we just wanted to make Mother Proud. Mm. And I hope we did that with track number 10. Just wanted to make Mother Proud. Josh, do you remember Dallas Taylor had a side, like a solo project that was just piano and like that, like slower stuff? Do you remember? I can't remember what it was called. It was something. Jack's Mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It was the Rocket Summer. That's what it was. (laughs) The Rockets. This really has that kind of vibe to it, which is really nice. And like, What's really beautiful about this is it's like, hey, origin story of Mama Mailing. Do you guys want to hear my hottest take on this whole record? Yeah, go yes. for it. This should have been the album opener. Oh. <laughs> so I think Ooh. I was just thinking that too. Yeah. But I was like, okay. if it was half, it was half. Right. Yeah. You cut it in the half. Length. And it before was like the um, big part before the big build happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I know that it's like completely antithetical to everything I ever say on this podcast. <laughs> of like, it's it's slow. It's like it's like it doesn't open an album well. I think for this record, I think what this does is it sort of retroactively makes it feel like almost like a concept album. Mm. And I think the whole album would have benefited from having this context at the very beginning of mm. it's like, this is like super Leonard Skinner ballad, like beginning of Freebird. Oh, it's simple man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is very much simple man. I'm also, I'm here for more fiddle in <laughs> always, always need more. Yes, fiddle. dude. But I think too, like I think as, as a band that's like in a lot of ways, sort of a pioneer in, southern metal you know like or or our modern understanding of of southern metal because obviously like you know you have pantera and stuff but in this iteration of what southern metal is i think doing something like this that has like it's got banjo it's got like the super like old school like i said like skinnered guitar fiddle all that kind of stuff and the sort of monologue about like Mother Maylene and all this stuff. If you have this at the beginning of the record, man, I think it 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 just opens up the rest of the record for like what you're gonna get into. So would you just keep this current track list but shift ten to one and then slide everything down? Uh no, I think I have an alternate track list. I'd have to think about it. Maybe maybe we'll just post it on our Spotify. I haven't okay. thought yeah. about it Dude. enough to like speak to it. So I could really see that if you cut that the length of that into half and have a build happen and it goes into that ah, of like uh, caution dangerous curves. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'd be so cool. Oh, yeah, that could yeah, work. I think it'd be a great album opener. I will say the one thing that sucks is it was like 
they did this, this on the end, and then everyone loved it. And they're like, well, now we have to do that on every record. So they did it on two and three. And it was like, did we really need those? Like, <laughs> why can't you just like do it once and and be done? Or just right. like do something different. Yeah, just this is it. my favorite of those. Of like, this is better than oh, what yeah. they do on two and three. Ooh, interesting. I am on a different different planet than you guys. <laughs> 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 oh man. I think I think I'm the problem here. <laughs> because I said I said I don't consider this a song. This is definitely an outro and it should definitely be on three and four. Put it on those one. I don't need to hear it on this one. I'm not here for it, but but I'm glad you guys are. I'm glad I'm glad you guys enjoyed Zero squeeze from Zach. So yeah, what you're saying is, Joe. this one's going to get like 10 from Joe. Right. <laughs> like, this is my I was that guy, that slow song on They're Only Chasing Safety, that I was like, yeah, that song. That's a song. And what you're saying, Zach, is you're like, I could have done without that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Do you well, think, so going back to the mailing and like, They're Only Chasing Safety thing, do you think Dallas was like, Oh, we gotta do a slow song, and then Under Oath's like, "We had this idea about doing a slow song, and they both did it." Maybe, ah, yeah. it was Maybe. connection. We'll Who knows? They ask, were all like fourteen uh, then, anyway. So we'll have to ask John Dunn when he's back yeah. in the show. Exactly. Uh, Aaron Marsh actually wrote that first part and gave it to Under Oath, so that's why. It oh, really? Like Copeland song, yeah. Because Aaron Marsh uh-huh. is singing the whole first two verses or whatever. That's cool. Mm. Some will see forgiveness. That makes sense. That sounds exactly like it. Well, guys, that has nothing to do with this band. It's Maylene. true. It's true. So I did just want to say that I do like the line. I reach down and reload my ticket home. That's a good line. That yeah, is really dude. good. That, that is, is really, really good. good. But well, yeah. man, what an amazing Delser album. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for going through that with me. <laughs> yeah, this has been Delser jams now. <laughs> I think since it's not like on Spotify or anything, I do want to say for anyone that is like listening to this episode that like wants to know what the hell we're talking about with Del Sur, I think we'll, we'll link it in the episode description. But oh, I think of I'll, the South, I think I'm going to put uh, Ghost Town as the outro song for this episode. Hell yeah, dude. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you go to ofthesouth.bandcamp.com, we got all of the <laughs> shit we did. <laughs> Adelson yeah, for free, dude. It's for free. Just it's I think we also have MySpace want. as well. MySpace yeah. is still up. It is. I checked it, it out is? recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, we need to know Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, their first record. Is this a flop or a bop? Uh we'll start with Zach because we basically yeah, don't even guest. need to. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say this is 100% still a bop. I listen to it every year. Um, I love it. Can't get enough of it. Solid Southern metal album. Anybody that wants, yeah. like, what is Southern metal, listen. Put this on. In my eyes, the first five songs, but I guess everybody else's eyes, the last five <laughs> <Whoa>. songs. <laughs> hey, we all hail from different parts of the South, baby. <laughs> Hot dog. All right. Jesus, Josh and I are supposed to talk about the national after this. I don't know how I'm going to manage that. I know. How are we going <laughs> to um, Okay. Let's have Joe go next, and then it'll be between you and me, and we'll maybe we'll rock, paper, scissors. Dude, I don't know. 
Hot dog. All right. Well, this album surprised me. That's all that's all I have to say. No, it's objectively not all you have to say. You have more that, to say after that. That's it. What do you mean? He just logs it, off. That's yeah. just the end of Joe on the podcast. You, we need to know as an album on a, as a whole, how many squealies is this getting? That's true. Ooh. Wait, no, don't act like it's not something you think about. <laughs> I mean, like, look at your Dude, notes. It's tough. You wrote it's tough. notes. Well, what do you mean I don't have. You wrote it down. You not for the whole album. You for just each song, it. yes. Each song, yes. Not the yeah, whole album. So you, you you just add those up. You don't think oh. about it. No, the sum of the whole is greater than the parts, Kylan. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, this is so funny. T- uh, Out of fifty squealies. possible squealies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, five, six, seven. See, you this is what you should have been doing from the beginning. <laughs> you Sixteen. You need to look down. You were looking up. Well, because I was gonna rate it out was of five scale of five. Dude, whatever, dude. <laughs> don't act like you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't. I can. I, I can I, rate I, things however I want. Okay, that's, that's what true. my mama said. All right, sixteen okay. squealies out of fifty. Right. Is that what we Ooh, said? That is uh, one, two, three. Yes. Yes. Well, Zach what? made up the 50 squealies thing, so I don't know if that's... Well, it's five, five, it's five, five for ten, song. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, so... Good. I listened to this album, like, three times. Once in the car, once in headphones, and then once just, like, in the living room. First bit, nostalgia hit super hard, and I was like, yes! I love this album. My two other, like, go-arounds, like, I ran into... Stuff like overall on the album that I was like, ooh, like Dallas's scream can get really kind of mundane because he kind of does the same thing on all the things. Guitars didn't hit that hard. I don't know if that's just like a drop D thing or what. Lyrically, not hitting it for me. In spots, yes. I'm not going to lie. In spots, yes. Uh, Good songs. Like there was good songs, but as a whole album together, I don't know. It didn't hit it. What would happen though is I would listen to this album and it would like get to the end of the album and I'd be like, great. And then it would move on to something else and I'd be like, it'd be hitting me and it'd be hitting me in my heart. And I'd be like, yes. And then I go, why is this hitting me more than what I just listened to? And it'd be like, it would jump into like every time I die, Norma Jean and like Dead and Divine and like kind of like the, in like the blood in that area. So do you think it's like it's specifically like the southern thing or do you think it's specifically like the first record kind I of I think thing? it's the first right re- cuz like I think I think they got more a little more dynamic in 2 and 3 not necessarily 3 but definitely in 2 I could definitely bop to super hard I don't know if it's just this the album 1 Ugh, man I don't know here's a hot take is like southern metal <laughs> the ska of metal <laughs> Get, just just walk with me on this. Just walk with me on this. So like I, mainly, I see it actually, I see it. Yeah, I know. I'm here. You for know, it. ska. Everyone's like, beep, 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 is you're like, this is fun. But then you like, it's a doorway, and it fades away. It had its time, and they're like, I'll be back. And then you go listen to some other stuff because you grew up, and you're like, man, this is so good. And then real big fish comes back at you, and you're like, dude, this is great. I gotta go hug well, my and kids. Ska now. and Southern metal, metal are are also like very limiting genre wise. Like mm. with Southern metal, you can really only use the blues scale and your right. drop D a lot, which is make gonna make a lot of your songs sound the same kind of thing. 
So, do you think mailing is the doorway to Eated or Norma Jean, where is it's it like the more harder stuff? You giving a flopper a bop on this record? <laughs> <laughs> Josh is over your bullshit. He needs an answer now. <laughs> I also think it's not fair for you to like listen to the whole record and be like, oh, so. Like, uh, but then you hear one song and you're like, yeah, because I'm like, I feel like that would have happened if you listened to a whole Eated record and then mailing a song for mailing. Yes. Song, you'd be like, yeah, but like, one song, okay, so here's the thing. If I take into. the the three songs that I have, four squealies and five squealies, so like the three songs, I take those off of this album, right? Was it, does it still hold? I don't think so. So if I, I get, take those I, three songs, I'm it. like, yes, these three songs are great. The rest of the album, I don't know. As you a, gave it 16 out of 50. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, going to flop. Yeah. It, this is I'm like saying, oh, prolonging a breakup. Yes. man. Just- <laughs> I don't think it holds up today. That's what I say. I think it served its purpose. But you would for sure bop two, but this one fell a little short. Yes. I don't think it was a hard enough. It's it's that area you talk about, Kylan, where it's, like it's, too, it's either too soft in this area or too hard right. in this area it's in the, yeah and it I, I get that goes. dude i 100 percent get that okay so so you're on the record for an official flop joe right yes ouch Ooh. i'm sorry ouch. To say wow. i'm sorry that's gonna he be was in a band based off of this band and he's like yeah i know nah. yeah i don't know did i just grow up and <laughs> Tomorrow get a we're gonna see in dailymail.co.uk lead singer of del sur <laughs> 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 fucking hates Maylene. Called, called Maylene the ska of metal. Regrets his past. <laughs> yeah. Dallas, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. No, I, I get it, dude. I get it. I get everything that you're saying in terms of it. There is quite a bit of this record that, like, on Critical Listen, did not work for me the way that I was hoping that it would. And, like, you. I would 100%, no doubt about it, bop Mailing 2. And this one has a lot of that like first record thing that we've talked about quite a bit on this show of like trying to figure out exactly what they are. Some things could maybe be like trimmed down a little bit. Like some of that fat could kind of be trimmed down. You could get a little more an idea of who you are as a band, but you can't get to that point until you do a record like this. All that being said, uh, I also listened to this record three times, though I enjoyed the second half more than the first half. Uh, the first half had enough sweet riffs for me that I am actually going to bop this record. Yeah. Right. Look at this guy. Yeah. It, wow. It's, it, it's one of those, like, it's not a very, like, I don't know. It was hard to do like a very critical listen of this because For I think sure. the whole thing of like, like Josh was saying, like Southern metal is like a very limiting genre. It's like you, you have to kind of know what you're getting into. And so a lot of the songs kind of sounded the same, but the thing is, I like that sound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, so, so for me, my, my biggest thing is like, am do I think within the next year I'm going to find myself listening to this record again? Uh, 100% yes, simply because, like like I said before, uh, playing Mosh Pit with my daughter, uh, this is a great record to just like throw on where she thinks monsters are singing, but it's like Southern, it's real heavy, there's like enough really fun breakdowns. 
I think it's far from Maylene's best, but you know, for me, it's less like the Irishman and it's more like, <laughs> like, like after hours or some other minor Scorsese where, oh, you know, that. it's like, I'll still throw that on a couple times a year, you know? So <laughs> mean streets where you're, you're going to really throw on the Irishman. No, no, no. It's not like the Irishman. It's like after hours or yeah. Like mean <laughs> okay. streets. It's, mean it's like, yeah, he's not quite to <laughs> taxi driver or raging bull yet, but he's right. Like, he's got the start. Goodfellas did it better. But like you, you got to watch Mean Streets to like appreciate Goodfellas even more. <laughs> what's Maylene for? Is that the what's the Jack Nicholson Leo one? The 2006 or whatever. The Departed. Departed. Yeah, is that Maylene for? Oh yes. What's no, Mayl- because I love that. I actually, dude, that's so the weird. Departed I watched is good. The Departed you don't last like night. The Departed. No, it's like no. I know a lot of people. Okay, don't that's like where this is coming from. I love The Departed. I that's so weird that I watched that last night. And that's what you bring. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that's of the Scorsese, thinking Scorsese thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like Silence, the Andrew Garfield one, where it's like all, all about the like the With the Liam Catholic Wilson, preachers right? yeah. that like no one watched, or it's like the Devil in the White City, which he's been trying to get made for ten years, and yeah. no one wants to buy it. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Well, this has been uh, Scorsese jams now. Uh, yeah, so I'm a bop. What about you, Josh? All right. <laughs> Ooh, well, I'm happy to say. This is a bop. It's just got good vibes, you know? Like, this was hard to do critical listens on because, like, I feel like this is an album that, like, I don't know. We have this a lot for, like, bands or, like, albums that we really love. And it's, like, they just, like, critically, it's hard to, like, I had to listen to a lot of times to try to get some good notes. But it's, like, it's the vibe that you're into. And, like, it has a good energy. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty common for bands, like, to have one album that like they perfect, they really like perfect and hone their craft on. Like that's two for Maylene. I feel like like two, they found it and whatnot, but like one still has like the vibe and like, like the chariot, like I think long live is technically like has the better songs, but like wars has a great like vibe and feel to it. And like the war on drugs lost in the dream has a great vibe, but like the songs on a deeper understanding are way better. But it's like, that's still enough for me to really like this record and like I have such good memories of it and like it's just it's just fun. So critically, it was hard to be like, these are my talking points, but right, it's right. just fun. You just throw it on and you enjoy it and you play mosh bit. I yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. All right. So we got three bops and a flop. A fully understandable flop from from my perspective, <laughs> Joe. I will say that. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Because I'm I'm right on that line. Uh, so I think we, but you got to like, shut your brain got, off and you're like, okay, I can listen to it. Now. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I think we've got the whole spectrum here. Like from, from Zach to Joe, I think Josh and I are kind of like in between on that. So if we were to compare this to Martin Scorsese's filmography, <laughs> no, no, no. all right, I got to stop drinking whiskey or I just want to talk about movies all day. Um, okay. I think we did it. I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about. I think we've we never we never mentioned the the hidden track, Josh. I expected yeah. that to come oh, up at shoot. some we point. Can, we, talk we can about talk about that. that for a second because, well, okay, this is why, for the record, why I was like on the fence of talking about the song "Is That a Threat or a Promise," which showed up in 2007 on the "Day the Hell Broke Loose" at Sacred Hollow EP, which preceded two. Um, and I, I don't totally know that it was around for this recording session. 
I know uh, when they repressed the vinyl uh, a couple of years back, it is included on the vinyl as a bonus track, which I have. And I think it's great, like, but I feel like it's like the perfect in-between song between one and two, because and two. I feel like you get the the best of both of those. Like, you really feel that it is a transition song. So I didn't, I don't think it is properly on, like, or was around for the recording session for one, which is why mm. we didn't totally talk about it. So, mm. but I do love that song. That's a top 10 mailing song for me, I would say. Interesting. So you would say it's like, it's it's comparable to like, American Boy, the Martin Scorsese short film that he did in 1978. Yeah, <laughs> I actually was gonna say it's like the I've got ten friends in a crowbar that says you ain't gonna do Jack, which is like post their only chasing safety and pre define the great line, right. where you can tell like oh Spencer's using his more regular voice, but it still sounds like chasing safety. So it's one of the situations. Cool. I think that's all we need to say about it. That's I'm all. done. I'm done talking. Bye, guys. Okay, so um, as we're wrapping this up, once again, Joe, thank you so much for for filling in for TJ. He was very obviously very missed on this episode, but I'm I love so glad you, TJ. That, that you could jump in and take over the you know the philosophical intellectual part of the discussion with squealies. <laughs> with your squealies, <laughs> good, good. It's a very TJ move. <laughs> I- and zach thank you so much for for coming on man and bringing us this record is there anything you guys want to like promote or or talk about or plug or anything before we uh say au revoir uh i'd like to say dallas i'm sorry i flopped it if you're i'm I'm gonna let him know because dallas and i are facebook friends did y'all know that i knew that (laughs) i don't know why but i knew that (laughs) You don't want to talk about Yeti or Lucha or anything? Oh, Lucha has a That's song fine. coming out uh, in June, but I don't need to talk about that right now. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Do you want anyone to follow you online or do anything? Or do you want to leave you alone? <laughs> I am off of social media. Me and cool. uh, Mailing 4 will just be chilling over here. Getting, getting with all the squealies yeah, in the I, world we're, we're gonna, the squealies are off the charts on mainly <laughs> mainly four is their worst album i will concur to that but it doesn't deserve the hate that you guys put on it all right gonna... i still every year or so try to you try like, to give it a try chance. to enjoy it Allie i've tried the to same as well like we like try like okay maybe like this is the year that I finally like enjoy it, and it does have some good. And songs. it never is. <laughs> it has some good songs, but for the most part, I have a best of mailing playlist, and three songs from four are on there. And you know what? How many are on are on there from three? Three songs from three are on there. So. Well, you've completely you know? disqualified yourself and all of your opinions. I'm the guest. So, yes, I'm the guest. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean I you were. But like I said, this is this is a lost episode. This is this ain't ever coming out. Uh especially after that. Cool. All right, guys. Well, for all of our listeners, check us out on social media, Church Jams Now. Uh if you like this, God help you. We have more stuff <laughs> on our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash church jams now podcast. And from all of us here at CJN headquarters, may all your favorite bands stay together and peace out, Monfrays. Woo! Oh, yeah!
Yeah! So we're going to do this till the cows come home. Hey! That's sick reference, bro. Who's still a cow?